Welcome to the Essential Artistry Podcast, exploring erotic awakenings and liberated love. I'm your host, Luna Agnea, Essential Arts and Intimacy Facilitator, Relationship Coach, Tantrika, and Artist with a Passion for the Path of Liberation Through Love. In this podcast, you will receive first-hand stories of sacred erotic awakenings, transformational experiences, and love that goes beyond limits. This podcast is here to inspire, educate, and awaken your own sensual artists. Because when you liberate your eros, you liberate your life. Today's episode is an outtake from the Sex and Love Satsang, which is a new free monthly offering that I'm doing in the Sensual Artist community, which you can get access to through my website. It's a space where each month I start talking about some relating principles and approaches and then invite Q&A and discussion based around those or people's lives so you can bring your own relationship queries along for it so yeah enjoy this section of the replay uh if you want to go on the site you can find the replay that will have also the q a and some guided meditation so yeah the first of these principles that i want to just tap into today is around sovereign consent in relating and I know consent is a really big topic uh, these days where we're usually talking about like touching other bodies and how to be in consent when we are getting sexually intimate with someone. And I love nerding out on this and teaching it and bringing it really into more practical terms. But um, in this principle, we're not just talking about body consent. We're talking about giving people consent to be who they are and to do what is natural for them. And this is actually surprisingly challenging in relationship because of a variety of factors um, and mostly being expectation that comes in when you're in relationship with someone, no matter if that's a romantic relationship or it's a work relationship or it's a family dynamic that often we have this sense that like, oh, if you are my business partner, you are my wife, you are my sister, then you should do this. This is what you're supposed to do if you're this person in my life. Uh, And when we are aiming to be relating from truth and from reality and from a more like spiritual or conscious perspective, then we start to see that a lot of this Uh, is actually a story and that if we really break it down like can we ever really say that someone should or is really supposed to do anything and yeah it's it's such a subtle one that we don't realize that we're often trying to subtly like control and manipulate people and using these like socially constructed ideas to try to get our way And when we're aiming to relate from a different place, from love and from truth and from uh, a more, yeah, fluid way, (laughs) then we need to start breaking apart these ideas. So uh, a good example is just kind of like 
a, a family dinner and you're you have a partner and you're like you know i i want you to come to this family dinner and they're like oh i don't really want to i i don't get along with your family i feel really awkward when i'm there i feel really uh like your your father's always insulting me and it just doesn't feel good i'm tired and i don't want to go and then you know the partner might say well like oh well you're my my husband so you have to go with me that's just the way it is that's just what a partner does they they have to come with the family things even if you hate it you just have to suck it up and do it and people often relate from this place and just being like yeah well you just you got it that's just your job now that you have taken this role as this person in my life you have to do this thing because that's what that person does in that role and we're not actually really offering someone the, the freedom to be in alignment with their truth and their reality when we're doing that. And if we want to be in a real conscious, intentional relationship and partnership, then it's really important that we do offer people the freedom to be able to say no to requests that we have. Um, and cause we want that as well. Like we all want to be able to actually uh, have a choice in <laughs> decisions and in what we do with our time and with our body um, and with our lives, even if we are in a kind of committed relationship or in some kind of relationship dynamic with people. So uh, consent is giving someone the freedom to be able to say no to anything that you propose to them. And this means sometimes that things that you really want your partner to do, they might be saying no to, and that's your work to be able to find right relationship to that. So, you know, some people will then kind of get frustrated at this idea and be like, oh, well, you know, if I don't, you know, force them into it, then they're never going to do anything and they're not going to show up as the partner well. And it's... Uh, this idea that a, a yes that's coming from being kind of forced into it or manipulated into it isn't really a true yes and it's always going to cause resentment and issues in the relationship if uh, if someone's saying yes to things that are actually a no to them then it's creating this kind of comic energetic uh, tension in the relationship so someone might you know, do it just because you made them a few times and maybe it won't show up as a really big deal. And then it's going to blow up as a really big deal at some point because this person hasn't been given their sovereignty and their freedom to actually be in alignment with their truth. And yeah, it's a, a tricky one because, you know, the, the reality is if you're in a relationship with someone and they are a no all the time to things that are really meaningful to you, then that's your job to figure out what's the right relationship to that person without needing to change them. So if I was in a relationship with someone and I was expressing myself and saying like, yeah, like this is really important to me. Family is really important to me. I know it's really hard for you, but it would really mean a lot to me. Uh, and it would be really supportive to me if you would come to this family gathering and there are no, and then the next week there are no, and then there are no again. And this is something really big for me. Then that is now the ball in my court to make a decision of if I want to stay in relationship with this person in this form. So if my perception of a romantic relationship involves that person being 
uh, in connection with my family, and then this person isn't able to do that, then that's really not that they're being wrong. Uh, it's that like there's a misalignment in our values around partnership. And then I can decide like, okay, well, knowing that, knowing that this person isn't going to meet that need of mine, do I want to be in relationship with them? And sometimes it's just that we're not communicating our needs well. So the person is just kind of like, oh, it mustn't be that big a deal. And I just don't want to do it. So I'm a no. And sometimes it just comes down to communication and really sharing vulnerably um, about why this is a big deal and why this is a need of yours and, you know, why uh, you'd really like them to do this thing with you. And sometimes, yeah, people just are like, they're not really communicating clearly and they're just saying, yeah, like you should, you're supposed to do this, just do it. And then the other person is just going to rebel because they're like, don't tell me what to do. You're not my boss. You're not my mom. Like, I'm not going to do it just because you're telling me to do it now. Um, so sometimes it's not that the person wouldn't actually do it if they knew how much it meant to you. It's just that the way that you're communicating, it makes the person like rebel against you. Um, so the key with this one is to really be able to vulnerably share and communicate what it is that you need um, and why this is important to you. And then, you know, if you have really vulnerably shared and you've really communicated and there's still a no often, then yeah, that might just be some data for you to realize, okay, maybe this person isn't the kind of fit that I want them to be as a relationship partner. And I can decide um, what to do with that relationship then, whether it's that maybe we need to transition to a different kind of relationship or not be in relationship at all. Or maybe it's just your work to accept that and to grieve for the part of you that really desired in partnership to have that uh, specific thing and just come into the reality that that's not what that person can offer. And if you choose to stay in relationship with them, then maybe there's a grieving process for the fact that they're not going to meet that need. Um, so I heard a great example of a couple like this where they had really conflicting political views. And everything else in their relationship was going really great. They had great kids and family and work and everything, but they really opposed in their political views. And uh, a lot of people would think this was something that they would just have to break up over because they so strongly were opposed in this. But uh, what the, the resolution ended up being was that they actually just had to go through a kind of grieving, dying process around the part of them that wanted to be in a relationship where they could uh, talk about politics together and have a similar viewpoint uh, and they had to make that decision that like the rest of the relationship was worth not having that part and not trying to change the person, not trying to push their agenda and be like, you need to believe me. You need to believe me. It's like, wow, we actually just are really different in that part of our lives. And I have to uh, go into a deep acceptance around this and know that I'm consciously choosing to stay in this relationship, knowing the truth that this is just not an area where we're compatible. And yeah, just do the work to grieve, to let go, and then to find that need elsewhere. So, um, you know, their solution was like, okay, we spend more time talking about politics with our friends that do agree with us. And we just don't talk about it all in our relationship. And we just like set a, a boundary around it there. Uh, so yeah, like 
all of us really have this deep desire to be able to be who we really are and to live in alignment with our truth and to be able to have some agency and sovereignty around like what we do in our life and we all want that for ourselves but we sneakily unconsciously don't give people in our lives that same um, option sometimes so yeah this is why this it seems like a kind of simple um, principle in a way of like letting people be who they are and letting them do what they really want to do but it actually is a really deep and tricky thing because there is so much so many stories and so many ways that we have been told that like this person with this role in your life should act a certain way or do a certain thing and you know like there there should be uh this kind of action if if they if they loved you they would do that um and it's generally not the case sometimes it really is just a, a boundary that person or something that they're not able to give or to do and if they're doing it uh, just out of a should and out of guilt or shame and not out of an authentic yes uh, then it's going to yeah cause resentment and cause issues in the relationship um, so yeah and obviously you know this applies to sex and to uh you know, anything uh, involving touch and pleasure and all these kind of things like very much. And it, it shows some very clear trauma when you don't have consent in sexual situations and people are having their physical boundaries crossed. Like that's a more obvious thing that we notice these kind of boundary violations and consent violations uh when it comes to the physical but a lot of people don't notice these energetic and emotional uh consent violations that happen in most relationships so yeah this is just a piece to really look at and to really see that the only yes that's worth getting is one that's actually freely given with a choice so when we are asking people to do things for us we need to preemptively already genuinely get okay with a no and not to go to someone asking something expecting or kind of demanding a, a yes to it and being like no but you you have to and you should and that's what you're supposed to do so sometimes that's our inner work before we make a request because sometimes people use the right language as well and they'll come to you like oh you don't have to say yes and you can't say no but like do this thing for me <laughs> and like the, you know the, they'll use the right words and they'll be like oh it's totally your choice but they definitely have this energy of like but if you don't you're an asshole <laughs> and um it's it's really clear that and then this can feel like a little confusing for the person that's receiving the request because like the words will be saying that you have freedom to say no, but the energy of the request will be saying like, but you need to do it or otherwise you don't love me and you're an asshole. So it's, um, yeah, something that we really need to get clean and clear on in ourselves if we want to 
really genuinely mean it when we're giving someone the option to do something for us or not do something for us. So this is where nonviolent communication is really essential. Um, that's a really beautiful teaching of like getting really clear with your needs and how to communicate them and and then recognizing that you might have to get your needs met elsewhere or meet your needs yourself if that person isn't capable. So yeah, principle of sovereign consent um, is a lot more that could be gone into there, but I also find it can work better to discuss it when it comes to actual situations in your life uh, that might be coming up for you or um yeah, and I've heard this point argued where people say like, oh, if it's a child, then you can't really give them the same kind of consent because you need to make the decision as the parent uh, of what they need to do. And you kind of do need to should your kids sometimes. And uh, I mean, yeah, I've, I've definitely heard the, the argument that this can still very much apply for children that you need to be able to give them uh, a level of consent unless it's life-threatening, dangerous situations. Obviously, if they want to put their uh, fork in a toaster, and you, you know, you can't give them the free choice for that because they will probably kill themselves. Uh, but for a lot of other things, you actually can um, still apply this uh, even if it is a child and they are under, able to understand their requests. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it and found it inspiring. You can connect with me on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and through my website, sensualartistry.com and sensualarts.school, where you can get some freebies and sign up to my mailing list to stay in touch. Hope to see you again soon.